Welcome to Word on the Way, Church of the Cross's daily reading podcast. COTC is an Anglican church in and for Northeast Dawson, rooted in Scripture, guided by ancient practices, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The next few minutes will feature a reading of Scripture appointed for today, a short reflection on it from a member of our community, and prayer informed by the passage. Our hope is that in these moments you will encounter Jesus, the Living Word. This is Peter Coelho. And hi, I'm Matt Vermeer. And our reading for today is Psalm 18, verses 1 through 20. We are recording outside, so you might hear some birds or some street noise, uh, but that's all part of the fun. So here's Psalm 18. We're going to read it responsively by whole verse. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed down the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. Thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, hailstones and coals of fire broke through his clouds. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare. At your rebuke, O Lord, at at, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so that was Psalm 18, and Matt and I are sitting outside of his house at a picnic table, and we're going to do this just kind of off the cuff, which is a little bit different maybe than most of our Word on the Way recordings. That's totally fine. That was me. I'm, I totally surprised Matt with this. Um, but Matt is a PhD student in philosophy at the University of Texas, has served and attended at Church of the Cross for th- uh, three years or just over three years or something like that. Uh, and so, yeah, we just heard Psalm 18, the first 20 verses, and there is both really comforting, some of the most famous comforting passages in the Psalms, and then also this like quite sobering image of God in judgment over all the earth. And uh, I think the contrast of those two and the kind of like putting them together is is striking. Um, and I guess, Matt, I'd just be curious, like, yeah, anything stand out to you from the passage? Yeah, I think some of the same things. I mean, there's an interesting contrast to me with... Um like just the strangeness, I guess, with which God is described, or at least the way it comes off for me. is uh, There's something about 
focusing on someone's nostrils, I guess, like we get in this passage, that yep. uh, <laughs> makes them seem uh, alien in a way, especially if smoke's coming out of them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get like darkness and light, kind of both. There's like a very kind of thick, um, opaque picture of God mm -hmm. um, that is, you know, like scary and uh, intimidating and kind of cool. Uh, but that, and so it's interesting that that is like an image of comfort too, I guess. That's, uh, that, that's what, that's God when he's sending from on a high and taking me and drawing me out of many waters and stuff like that. Yeah, the nostrils language definitely stands out as like, yeah, there's a uh, description of anger. I think like, I think the Hebrew word for like nostril is related to the word for anger. And I think like, so it's like the idea of maybe like a bull, like in its anger, kind of like breathing heavily or something like that. But that is like that. That's kind of the part that is most striking is that. So verse six, in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help from his temple. He heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. And then an immediate jump into the like description of God that is, as you were saying, much more alien and in anger and judgment. But that then returns to kind of this language of, uh, of hope. Like he sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he rescued me. And so I suppose there's like, we can imagine the Psalmist, it's a Psalm of David, um, but we can imagine the Psalmist feeling hard pressed and worn down and uh, oppressed in some way by enemies or by powers greater than themselves. And so there's perhaps a picture there of God justly kind of like responding to evildoers, responding to those who are working against the Psalmist and them finding like a sense of rescue there, a sense of, of hope in that. Now, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that, that seems right. And that's the interesting combination. The other thing I think it comes up just in the last verse we read, not the last verse of the Psalm, but the Lord dealt with me according to my yeah. righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me like with a lot of the Psalms, um, uh, getting that, like the protestation of my own uprightness and yeah. innocence and so that's always like interesting and always uh sort of brings up questions about how you read the psalms and yeah. i maybe there's many ways it like makes me think of uh people who think like oh sometimes you read them as things christ says yeah. or in in the mouth of christ or maybe you you think of an alien kind of righteousness the um right you know that uh, imputed righteousness or something like that but uh, it, i don't know so that's also in a way sort of alienating in in mm. another sort of way but i mean not in a necessarily off-putting way but just kind of a reminder of like the psalm i don't know being for other people too or, mm. or um kind of displacing me a little bit are you saying it wouldn't be good if the lord dealt with you according to your <laughs> righteousness is this a confession matt yeah we're gonna have to we'll have to get into i guess forensic righteousness and That's whatever right. but yeah, yeah. um no, but I like that idea. I think like, so the, the verse that Matt's referring to, verse 20, the final one read, Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, he rewarded me. And I definitely have that same experience of like reading the Psalm and the promises of God, the goodness of God, or some, something that the Psalmist is like appropriating in their life. And then kind of this kind of, because I've done right and I've done good. And the kind of feeling of like, can I, can I actually say that? Can I actually pray that? Um, it reminds me of Psalm 24, which is like the, uh, who can ascend the holy, holy hill of our Lord. I've referred to this in sermons definitely, but like he who has a clean hands and a pure heart. And I think like the kind of like that, that verse in verse 20 in Psalm 24, the verse 20 in here, I think do point us or can point us to Jesus as the one in whom we have righteousness, the one through whom we have clean hands through him. We can uh, ascend the holy hill. I remember a preacher who was like, the only way we ascend the holy hill of God is on the back of Jesus. And I think like, there's something of that for us. Oh, We've got helicopter, plane. Helicopter. Yeah. Um, but that idea, and perhaps this day, like we need to, in your own life as you listen to this, 
Oh, he's flying real close. Uh, there you go. You can just listen to it. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what do you mean? A helicopter's all over the place. Imagine. Yeah, that's true. But what I was going to say is like perhaps this day, the promise for us in the middle of the season of Lent is to, uh, and especially this, I think this is going to be the third week of Lent. Uh, and perhaps like you, you've been confronted in your own failures of like, Oh, I was going to do this for Lent. And by this time you're like, I'm weary. I can't do that. Uh, or I messed it up. And perhaps there's today a word of resting in the righteousness that is ours in Christ and resting in kind of his goodness and grace for us. Um, and being reminded that the things that God rescues from us are, yes, external kind of enemies, but also the enemies of sin and the enemies of our own kind of fractured hearts. And so I hope that's a word of encouragement to you. Thanks so much for doing this with me, Matt. Anything you want to say before you sign off? Uh, hi, Mom. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and uh, hope to see you again or have you listen again to Word on the Way. God bless, and we'll close in a prayer in just a second. This is just Peter here. I hope you enjoyed that reflection with Matt Vermeer. Thanks, Matt, for letting me put you on the spot like that. Just after we chatted, I was reminded of another reason that Psalm 18, those verses that we read, might have been a challenge, and that's because of the language of enemies and the language of judgment, uh, God's judgment upon our enemies. And that's maybe something that uh, in its own way can be alienating from uh, the language of the psalm. And I was just remembering that uh, David Taylor, priest at our church, uh, and his wife Phaedra, an artist at our church, have made uh, like these prayer cards and uh, from the Psalms. One of which is about the enemy, about enemies, uh, and has some prompts about enemies and enemy language in the Psalms, and closes with a particular prayer. If you're interested, David wrote a book, Open and Unafraid, and the prayer cards. I think you can find them on uh, like related to that online. Um, I'd say you can find all this information in the show notes if this was a, a, a legitimate built-up podcast. But I mean, we don't yet have the show notes yet. But uh, with that aside, let me close with this prayer from David and Phaedra's prayer cards around enemies. Lord Jesus, you ask us to do the impossible, to bless our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, and to love those who seek us harm. We pray that you would do the impossible in us. Change our hearts. Help us to love our enemies as you love them. Help us to remember who our true enemy is, Satan, death, and the spiritual forces of evil. Perform also a miracle in our enemies by your spirit. In your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Check out cotcaustin.org to learn more about our community or to connect with us further. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.